Hello and welcome to another episode of the Paranormal Past Podcast. I am your host, Josh Hammerling, along with my partner, Dalton Van Hooser. And we are about to explore what we call the power of Friday the 13th and numerology. Yes. Which is kind of cool because numbers have all kinds of meaning in this world. And people all over the place have had a real fear of Friday the 13th. But before we get into that, it's news with Dalton. Dalton. Oh, what do yes, you got? Absolutely. So uh, we uh, had technically, I think, I don't know if this it's official, official yet, but scares of two cases of coronavirus here in Denver um, that were reported last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that we don't have those as official cases yet. I think it may just be concerns. Um, but anyways, they're on reference to that mm-hmm. coronavirus. Uh, the apparently a Chinese Buddhist monk. By, Zygong, oh. by the name of Zygong, I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, yes, probably right. it's, it's Qigong, mm-hmm. maybe, um, predicted the coronavirus uh, over 100 years ago. In short, he says the plague will spread all throughout China and then the world. Locusts will destroy crops. Only rice will be harvested in one season. Then there will be a massive flood. So kind of what I'm picking up from that is, you know, we've got, like, the, you know, the plague would be the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and I'm sorry, this did say 2020. It did not, oh, it, 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 it actually date. said the specific year, yeah. Oh, my. So, yes, the, the plague would be the coronavirus, as we're experiencing it right now. And then yeah. it's, there is, there are, I mean, like, it's this isn't uncommon, but there are some lo- locust swarms that are hitting near China. Yeah, I currently. saw a few in Asia that were just, I mean, they were, they the, just, so we'll wipe over every crop that yeah. are in the place. So, so he mentions like that. like a locust. Oh, no, nothing So he predicted like this. How long ago was this? 100 years ago. 100 years ago. Yes. And then he mentions a massive flood. Now, it, I went back and read it specific, like tried to be more interested yeah. in my reading the second time. It does sound like the flood is isolated to China in this mm-hmm. regard, not a worldwide flood, although that makes sense. Right, so the flood represents the. I mean, is it a flood flood or is this the coronavirus? Oh flood? no! So like he mentions a plague and, and then, then a flood. flood. Oh my gosh! Yes. So the smokes. flood is coming. Um, oh, now, good. Nothing like biblical <laughs> <laughs> oh, of destruction course not. of the world. Oh, I know. Well, you've got you've got the plague. You got locusts. You got flood. There you go. Um, now speaking of locusts, oh, swarms. Yeah. This is awesome. Yes. There is an army of a hundred thousand Chinese ducks that are ready to be dispatched to Pakistan to combat a plague of locusts. Holy smokes. Yes. So one duck... The mighty ducks. Oh, I did the math on this. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I did the math on this. One duck can eat more than 200 locusts a day. Now that I had to look You're up. S- really? Yes. I know. That's an insane amount. Right. Now, can they fly after that? Who cares? Yeah. That's over 20 million locusts a day for the 100,000 ducks, if my math is correct. My gosh, that's so, going to be something to watch. So it's like 20 million locusts. Oh, well, man, they're going to make a good dent. Now, they will make a good dent, but the average locust swarm is 80 million locusts. Oh so there will gosh. be still 60 million locusts after but that's a the day, first though. day. I mean, it's the first day, yeah. Right. So there will be 60 million that are able to make a dent. Now, I'm actually kind of curious to get some footage of this because yeah. I wonder if, if the ducks might get overwhelmed and covered. In locusts? And, yeah. I don't know. It's a I, concern. Could be, but me. I also think that... what Now, these are military-grade ducks. <laughs> if there's such a thing, that's awesome. First off. The second is, I mean, once you watch animals, like when birds start going after what they eat, man, they are like watching little robots just hammering things away. So I got this crazy feeling these ducks are just going to be pulling them off themselves and just eating. You know, they yeah. might even be protecting one another. Who knows? I really want to watch how this goes down. Yes. No, me too. Because it'll be it'll probably be something to watch. Uh, the, like the footage I saw briefly of yeah. the ducks, they did look like they had some order. Like they were kind of... Trained. In, yeah. Like, like they were in a space and yeah. they were like all calm and waiting for their time to fly it was it was interesting who sits there and trains ducks for the military you know who who in the chinese military is like listen bro okay i need you to make yeah anyway. this, is, this is this is this is your job right <laughs> we're going to assign you duck training uh-huh yes to eat locusts <laughs> fantastic story what else do you have on so uh they there i did find this interesting article on the i'm gonna i'm gonna pronounce this wrong too no worries. alcubierre drive warp drive what? Yes. Yeah, so in 1994, a Mexican physicist by the name of Miguel Acubier 
Proposed stretching the fabric of space-time, allowing a ship to travel in a warp bubble. Oh, uh, I've heard of this. In theory, this would allow the interior of the bubble, interior of the bubble, to be at rest, while anything inside the bubble, the ship, for example, would move at speeds that appear to exceed the speed, the speed of, of light. light right? It wouldn't, break which is the problem. The rules yes. of the speed of light, because yes. that's the laws of physics that yeah, were proposed. Yeah. That the light is the fastest thing that you can have. Right. Nothing if, can exceed it. Yes. Supposedly. So if something is ten thousand light years away, uh-huh. you can't. We're never going to get to anything. Yeah. With a, following the laws of physics. Yeah. So how Fine. do you bend the laws of physics? Yeah. So this is the way that you would, that potentially is, it would be the most possible way to do it. Now, how do you create the bubble? Yes. Use negative mass. How do you do that? So negative mass uh, is basically, this stuff is so crazy. Right, it's wild. <laughs> um, it's based on uh, like the approach that like negative mass can exist in our universe provided there is a reasonable mechanism for producing it. Uh, it's, I'm trying to find my notes. I'm so sorry. Mass. So how do we make it so hard for me to explain how this stuff works because it's so weird. But, uh, so I'll just go to this part. So in in 2017, Uh at Washington state university, they discovered, uh, and created negative mass fluid. You're kidding. So what this does is it, it basically what it does is it reacts to the opposite of, Something that, so, so if you push something, push it forward, yeah, it it, it accelerates backwards. Oh my! The reason it's so hard to explain, and they even explain that in yeah. here. It, 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 the reason it's hard to explain is that we don't have any context for it. Right. It can, it's essentially breaking the laws of physics. It is. Yes. Now, Newtonian I, law is thrown out the window. And, and the, one thing that bothered me is this says 2017. It says it very confidently. 2017, Washington yeah. State University created negative, negative mass, mass fluid. fluid. You would assume you could go to YouTube and search negative mass fluid, yeah. and it would come up with a video. And I it? could not find footage really? of this negative mass fluid, because I wanted to see it move. Yeah, right? Uh, but I could not find any evidence of it. So this, I guess this explains it pretty well. So now consider, if you create a negative mass, yes. it will be attracted to ordinary mass, but ordinary mass will be repelled by it. it. Very strange, but this, this means is negative mass will seem to follow an ordinary mass around pushing it as it does. Mm-hmm. To put another way, the forces are opposite, but the accelerations are parallel. We Whoa. don't have a day-to-day experience with Whoa. this. So it's really hard to visualize. Yeah, but it... And hard for me to explain, so I apologize. It's, it, I like it, though. So it's very, is there any way to use this negative force fluid to create that warp bubble? That's the goal. Uh, and now, obviously, they're nowhere close to being able to pull this off. Um, there are two big things is how do you cover the ship in it Yes, and not have affect the ship inside of the bubble. Yeah. And then how do you stop it once it's going? They don't know how to stop it. So that now those are just two of the, the now those are the two like primary Whoa. problems. Now this yeah. is all the theoretical stuff. Uh-huh. So then it gets into how would you power it? They claim yeah. it would take a sun's worth of power. To like the entire star's worth of power to power the negative mass bubble. So not anytime soon, is what you're no, telling me. No, okay, not okay. unless we find out a different way to 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 run it. Now, I, the energy of a sun in the middle of a laboratory or some sort of engine. Yes. Yes. So they now the, what I the other part that I found interesting about this is that like it with that theory in mind, mm-hmm. it does match a lot of what we suspect UFOs, like, or see how UFOs behave, like, yes. witness how UFOs behave. they're very fluid when they move. Yes. They, they defy the laws of physics. Like, they like stop. they're falling into move what they're doing down. instead of being pushed. Yes. Which would make a lot of sense. Yeah. They have a, a very unique right. form of motion. And then to go to, um, I, I was listening to a uh, podcast the other day that was covering um, the ranch that shall not be named. Yes. I think that you don't yes. like me to mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say it today. I can? Okay. Yes. The Skinwalker, Skinwalker Ranch <laughs> um, incident uh, yes. and experience, which I don't know if you know about this. That research covered, I believe, nine years. Really? Like they had legit scientists on site there for nine years trying to like research the experiences and like the odd happenings that happened there. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the guy that lived there, the farmer that lived there, uh, constantly referred to these orbs that floated around and like yes. target. And when he said when they came up close to them, they were almost globule, globule. Yeah. Yes. Gooey. Yeah. And that I they actually that. made sounds like boiling 
like a boiling water Weird. type crackling water. And I thought that was interesting within the realm of the right. negative mass fluid. Well, the fluid can hold itself together. I don't know. That sounds like something a mad scientist is going to come up with someday. It's pretty cool stuff. I know. What I really if the like U.S. It. Space Force already has it? That'd be awesome. I know. <laughs> I know, right? Um, in uh, Dublin, yes. on Dublin Beach, uh, some pig heads on spikes were found. Oh, fantastic. While people were walking around. Nothing like pagan ritual. Yes, and everybody <laughs> thought that that was what was happening. As it turns out, it was just some young filmmakers on a photo shoot, oh. and they forgot to clean up their mess when they forgot. were Forgot. Uh, yeah, forgot. Yeah, forgot. Apparently. They, maybe they were just waiting in the grass right. and like filming the people freaking out. Let's get some reaction out. footage. Yeah, gonna, yeah this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing at it because imagine being on vacation with your kids. Dad, let's go to the beach. You got it, little Timmy. And then you get down there and, what? what is that, Dad? How do you explain that to a kid? Oh, at the I know. Beach? I, yeah. mean, I don't have any. Well, you see, son, <laughs> satanic cults. Right. They're all over the place here. <laughs> and your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I see the route that you were going. Was that, was that the omen? Were we going down the omen? or Maybe. Uh, what was it? Rosemary's Baby? Maybe. Okay. A good movie. Creepy, though. Who? yeah. Creepy. That's a classic. Everyone should watch that one. Absolutely. If you haven't been there, go that way. All right. So uh, no paganism, just weirdos with cameras yeah, on the beach. With... Yeah. Unfortunately, that one kind of dies down pretty quick. But, you know, pigs on a spike. Pigs on a spike. Pig yeah, heads pig, on a spike. Pig heads on a spike. Ooh, weirdo. There's a shot Weird. of it. You can find it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't this, show it to your kids. <laughs> this one I just thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, the, I'm just going to read that. The descendants of drug lord Pablo Escobar's Escobar. Pet hippos oh. are wreaking havoc on the ecosystem in Colombia. <laughs> I knew he was an exotic animal collector and that a lot had gotten away, but apparently hippos are very good at reproducing. Apparently. The environment works for them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it lines up well, I suppose, South America to, to Africa. I would imagine it's more humid than they would like, but there's tons of water, water. for them. Yeah, as long as it's water and warm. Yeah, they don't and, care. And the food. The other thing is, what, what are they eating? Tons like, of food. But they're destroying yeah. the ecosystem. Yeah, because they're eating it faster than can probably be replaced. Because, yeah. you know, they're not supposed to be housing, you know, right. they whatever they are, two there, ton. And the plants haven't evolved to reproduce at a rate that they can be consumed. So what are people doing about this? And they're like highly territorial animals, Oh, too. they're vicious. Yeah. yeah. There are more people that die from hippopotami. Is that the plural for hippopotamus? That sounds great to me. I like it. Then there are great white sharks. Yeah. You know, snakes, it, dog attacks. I think pretty much any other animal. They're vicious. Yeah. They're Even. terrifying animals. And, it, 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 <laughs> and so this was in the 1980s <laughs> that, they, that they got out, right? <sighs> and like you said, they're thriving. There are already 65 hippos, which sounds like a lot of hippos to me. 65 yeah. hippos? On average. They said 60 to 70. Holy crap. Yeah. Just running around in Colombia and mean, yeah. And no, this is the <laughs> this is a kicker. Yeah. So the there are environmentalists and veterinarians and all these people coming out <laughs> saying, "Hey, we got to get rid of these hippos." Yeah. And everybody else in Colombia pretty much is like, "No, this is great for tourism. <laughs> we need to keep the hippos. Screw the environment. Yes, yeah, screw tourists. the environment. We need tourists. Come on. So they've got signs and like, come see the hippos. It's like right. these hippos are gonna hurt somebody. Do not somebody. pet the hippo. Do not pet the hippo. Don't get within 20, 20 feet, feet of the hippo. Actually, oh 20 God. feet is going to be too close. You know, drug lords, imagine having the kind of money where you're like, you know, I want some hippos. I need a hippo. Yes. I need a hippo. I need it. <laughs> and now they're just, I just think it's hilarious that they're mm. like thriving in this environment. But well, I mean, it's also hippos. terrible. I'm sorry. Ter right, it's terrible. I, I kinda, no, it's but, funny. It's okay. funny. You're allowed to enjoy it. Happy okay. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, I want you to guess. I want you to guess this place. Okay. Hit me. A man uh, runs naked and on top of a police car, uh -huh. uh, then is apprehended by said police, uh -huh. and as a paramedic tries to help him, he bites the paramedic. I want to say somewhere in Florida. I know, and I wish it was Florida. Was it Florida? No. They're usually the go-to for this kind Florida. of crap. It's always Florida. Yes. Yes. Yeah, somebody it's, on bath salts or well, crack exactly. cocaine. Well, the, the zombie apocalypse has uh, moved to Alabama. This was in Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Well, Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to make their way up the list. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, we're not too far away from Florida. So was there, he but... on something, or was he just genuinely into eating human flesh after somebody tries to rescue him? I don't think they him? dove too far into it. Yeah. I don't know what that was. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The, the, there was a, that one they didn't really dive into. We were going to assume it was drugs. But it's always some sort of drug. Hey, going back to the you know? Devil at Beach story, though, like that—that that was another thing that I was upset about. Like, they didn't explain what the movie was. I was like, "What was the movie about that the pigs were for?" 
You're right. I wanted to do that. It's probably like a pagan movie, too. Yeah. Something weird. I would have been really interested in that. Oh, well, I, I was really thinking Florida had set a new standard. I know. <laughs> Alabama is trying to get in. They on are. They're, they're, they're tired <laughs> of not being in the news. Right. What else you got in Alabama? Because of we got football. Mos- mosquitoes. Football. Mosqui- football. <laughs> If they've, they're great at Welcome football. Welcome to Alabama. Oh, yes. College football. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> and that's it for news. That's really? all I got. Kind of a slow news week, but I really like the hippo story. I like the hippo story. Right. I would. Could you imagine looking online and looking up tourism in, what, was it Bolivia, you said? What? Colombia. Colombia. Yeah. You're looking up tourism in Colombia, and you're like, see the hippo tour. <laughs> you're like, wait a second. <laughs> Oh, that'd be too much. Now you're right. That's going to completely throw off these like ignorant high school kids and middle school yeah. kids. They're going to be like, "And the hippos are in South right. America." It's going to throw everybody right. off, right? Because they're going to be on a test. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're there, <laughs> biology teacher. <laughs> and then they'll be right to some degree. And then you know how kids are <sighs> incredulous little pricks. <laughs> Just saying, you can tell I'm not a father. <laughs> I mean, I heard that there's some kids out there, and I don't know how big the number is, but that they believe that the Titanic was just a movie oh my from God. 1997 or 96 or whatever it came out. Yeah. I don't want to live on this planet. <laughs> There's days. <sighs> but they'll believe in UFOs, but Titanic oh, yeah. didn't happen. I won't believe in God or angels, but man, that <laughs> UFO thing has got to be real. <laughs> well, news is brought to you by ourcommunitynow.com. Great place for all the news stories that don't cover the weird like that, usually, that make you feel good about your neighborhood and your community. Check it out today on <laughs> ourcommunitynow.com. Who knows? We, we, if you guys didn't know, on Our Community Now, we had this great story about UFOs pop up. Did you see that one? You oh, yes, it. I did. Yeah. And for those of you who didn't watch, there was a really, I said it looked more like a trilobite-shaped UFO that appeared below the International Space Station and flew for lack of a better word, in front of it for like 20 minutes before it kind of slowly makes its way up into space, which was really weird. Blew up our website. If you haven't seen it, head over to ourcommunitynow.com. Check that story out again because it's worth watching the full video because that one right there makes me think, you know, I've always kind of had an idea that extraterrestrials may be real or maybe they're from here, but somebody out there is flying planes or there's some sort of animal that reproduces in our upper atmosphere that just happens to be living out there. But whatever it was, it was captured on film. Tardigrades. Tardigrades. God, that'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, it looked like a trilobite to me. I was sitting there watching it with my wife. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, that kind of looks like a crazy yeah. sort of thing. The, the like, <laughs> the part I found interesting of it was that I was confused by the uh, pacing by the pacing of it. Like, it was kind of like moving at, a, at like the same speed as... Mm-hmm how the satellite was viewing the, that, that part was throwing me off. I didn't really fully understand how that works, but I don't know. Understood. Yeah. My producer just told me that I'm an ugly man. Oh, it really hurt my feelings, man. I just, well, he just like, and, and like right. he had to bring it up like right in the middle of the, right. Thanks for hurting my soul in the middle of a show. Wow. So did you know that this month there's a Friday the 13th coming up? I did know that. It's like you planned it this way. I know, as it turns out. (laughs) So for, did you, well, first off, did you know that the Friday the 13th is a day and a month is more likely than any other day in the calendar year? I did not know that. I was reading that stuff the other day and I was like, statistically, it's more often land, the 13th is more more likely to land on a Friday than any other day, which is kind of a weird, I mean, it's Gregorian calendar thing, right? I mean, somebody had to make this up. Yeah. But that, that is a true fact. And today we are going to be covering the power of numbers and the phenomenon of Friday the 13th. Yes. A lot of people are afraid of it. A lot of people have phobias of it. A lot of movies have been made with that in the title because there's just this connotation that there's something wrong and evil about Friday the 13th. Yes. And it's it's pretty awesome. It it's is. pretty awesome stuff. <laughs> I, I did. I, I think it's interesting that the that you said it was it lands on that because I always treat Friday the Thirteenth like Halloween Junior. Like I don't yeah. get you know I I need to get my scare fix somehow before Halloween. Do you go see scary movies on those days, or do you purposely I try. set up a thing? And it's always on Friday, so it's not like 
Oh, yeah, you it's know, It's perfect. like a Thursday night where you're like, I got on to work the next day. I'm going to stay up late, watch a bunch of horror movies, maybe oh, yeah. watch a Friday the 13th marathon and see where it goes from there. Yep. I always watch at least one. I don't always get to go out to get see one, but sometimes there aren't ones coming out. Yeah. and I know. And it's so sad. Any, uh, any theaters play Friday the 13th? I don't know. Yeah. I would imagine that maybe the, the Alamo would do things like that. They like to do stuff yeah. like that. And then um, you can get a nice drink, a little meal, and enjoy yeah. a fun movie. I mean, they're... You watch them now, and you're in the level of horror movies versus the level of horror movies in like the '80s and '90s. It's it's changed dramatically, but there's that campy feel to it. You know, when I was a kid, that stuff genuinely scared me, and now I watch oh, it. Yeah. I'm like, you can see the movie magic happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's true. It was a lot of fun. But I love it's the '80s. '80s is the, was the golden age of horror yeah. for me. I love the '80s. All right. So, um, what do you have for me on the, thir- the Friday the Thirteenth? I've got some stuff on the number thirteen in a minute here, but. Tell us about the day. Oh, well, see, I don't have a lot on the day because there was really? just a lot of like, because it was a lot of um, basis on that it's just an unlucky day. So, indeed, um, that was started, but, but mostly because of it being on the 13th. Now, I saw, mm-hmm. I was trying to find reference to how it originated. And I was having trouble the because people are jumping all over the place. One reference I mm-hmm. saw was Friday the 13th of October 1307 when King Philip IV of France ordered the arrest of the Knights Templar. Templar. Yeah, that's the one. And mm-hmm. most of the Knights were tortured and killed. Yes, and that was kind of where it started. Mm-hmm. That was what that was one of the one of the big ones that I saw. Um, there's also a reference to a there or every four years or so, there are 13 full moons in a year instead of 12. Like on a leap year? Yeah, I suppose so. And that uh, that threw off uh, some monk calendars, and they were very unhappy about it, and that may have caused some of the issues. issues now, yeah. what I would love to find out about mm-hmm. that in mm-hmm. particular is mm-hmm. like on a celestial level, mm-hmm. are there... Is there ever going to be a year where the 13th full moon lands on Friday the 13th? Oh my! That's what I want. That would be like, you know, uh, yes, people would lose their minds because there is a genuine fear of Friday the Thirteenth. There is a superstition that uh, I'm looking up the name now because trying to pronounce it's called Paraskevidekatriophobia. Is fear of Friday the Thirteenth? It's closely associated with. Triskaidekaphobia. Triskaidekaphobia, which is believed to be uh, more people suffering from that. There's no reference suggesting that Friday the 13th was considered unlucky before the 19th century. Just weird. Kind of weird. Yeah, just kind of pops up. Yeah. Because like, like, what I found was that it seemed, I don't know why the association is with Friday mm-hmm. as opposed to like a Sunday. Well, a lot of uh, a lot of Christian beliefs, since Christ was um, in essence sacrif- or, um, crucified on the Friday which was the day of his death, the day itself is considered unlucky or unholy, I guess would be the, the best way to say it. Because, you know, uh, in Christian beliefs, that's the day he died. Yeah. So Friday gets a bad rap from that. And then you add in the number 13, which, you know, a lot of folks believe that, you know, there were 13 people at the Last Supper. You yes. Know, there was Jesus and his 12 disciples, and the 13th is considered Judas, who is the one that betrayed him. Yes. So, natu- I mean... Whether he was actually number 13 or not, we don't know. But, you know, that number 13 ends up sticking as being unlucky again in Christian beliefs. And most of the Western world has a Christian um, foundation. Yep. And then using those numbers, you know, 13 and the Friday, it just is a wonderful little marriage of awful yeah. that they use. And it, sim- it tends to be used, I think, most often in, uh, probably in some Wiccan cultures, I believe, that like yeah. to... Um, Balance themselves around that, or base themselves around that, and the uh, the main thing that I saw because they uh, that's a great reference for Friday the Thirteenth for the Lord's Supper mm. or for Jesus, for the mm-hmm. Last Supper. Mm-hmm. Um, the thirteen guests at the at a table apparently is unlucky for that reason, and I had never mm. actually heard that before. Yeah, I mean, heck, there's some elevators that I've been to that skip over the thirteenth floor. Yep, hotels won't have a thirteenth floor. Yep. Las Vegas will not touch the number 13 because luck is... Lady Luck lives in Las Vegas, and you'll go to a lot of these hotels and be like, where's the 13th floor? That is a maintenance floor. And yep. they do that purposefully. Yep. So no one can land there. And it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's crazy how often that, like... Because it, it's just a... It's just a superstition. It's not going to do anything. But look how we've, like, based a lot of our society or culture around that. A and number. structures. Yeah. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. 
And it's funny because it's actually like it's this is only an for the most part of Friday Thirteenth is only an American culture sort of thing. Yes, because in Italy, thirteen thirteen is actually a lucky number. Yes, there. You know, I was looking at some of the in mathematics what the number thirteen is, and that comes up. It's actually some cultures considered a lucky number. Yep, seventeen is unlucky in Italy. Really? Yes. I don't know why, but seventeen's unlucky. You gotta stay away from seventeen. I guess. I mean. (laughs) Did you know that 13 is the sixth prime number? I did not. Absolutely. I don't know my math. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of only three known Wilson primes. I don't know what a Wilson prime is, but it sounds fantastic. <laughs> did you Now, there is a place in America mm-hmm. where 13 is a lucky number. Where? And it's like crazy. Where? Like the Colgate University. What? Why? Yes. It considers it. A lucky number. They were founded in 1819. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. I mean, 1813 would have helped. Okay. Well, they're one number down. By 13 (laughs) men with $13, 13 prayers, and 13 articles. To this day, members of the Colgate community consider the number 13 a good omen. Uh, The campus is on 13 Oak Drive in Hamilton, New York, and the male acapella group is called the Colgate 13. Really? Yeah. So that's a good luck number. Oh, they love 13 there. So in Judaism, did you know that 13 signifies the age at which a boy matures and becomes ready for his bar mitzvah? Yes. So doesn't seem to be a problem with them. No, yeah, they don't seem right. to mind. They, uh, Well, you know, because they're not, uh, as it turns out, they're not huge on the uh, on the Jesus front. So the no, 13 no. doesn't really come right. into... No, it doesn't really work for them because they come don't have for any, them. any context by which to find that number unlucky. No. It's also the number of principal Jewish, uh, principles of Jewish faith. So it's just on your culture. I guess what we're getting at is that this whole 13 thing and the power of these numbers is just driven by your own culture. It's true. You know, it's not like yeah. a worldwide phenomenon. And the, the, I understand that the 13-day uh, periods, there was a, uh, on the Mayan calendar is, what, mm. is how they ended on uh, 2012 is supposed to be in the apocalypse, yes. which actually is just a coincidence because it was just the way their calendar ended. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, so they're linked to 13. I thought this was mm-hmm. interesting. The uh, In the tarot card deck, oh, the, 13, the 13th card is death. Death on a pale horse yes. with its rider. Yes. Yes, which is kind of <laughs> creepy. But again, that's a... I don't know the origin of tarot cards. Do you? It's got to be a European thing. Oh, Ooh, I, I don't. Yeah. I know that it's primarily yeah. used in... Are you about to hit me with the baker's dozen? What? Are you going to hit me with the baker's dozen? Oh, I could hit you with a baker's dozen. But there's, I mean, there's, there are other forms of baker's dozen, too. Yeah. Uh, that's not a baker's dozen, but a, the possessive of something else. Yeah. Um, in which it's, it's actually 13 and not 12. Right. The devil's uh, dozen or the long dozen. Yes. I remember always doing that. when I, I used to bake as a kid, and, and they'd always say, make it a baker's dozen. And when I first started, I'm like, what the heck is a baker's dozen? And he goes, it's 13. And, and the owner, who was German at the time because it was a German bakery, um, He's like, I need you to put 14 in, though, because he did not like the number 13. Ooh. He was extremely superstitious. So his baker's <laughs> dozen was always 14. <laughs> I like that. I like it that. Was. I wonder if he's, he's, like, far more successful than all other bakers. Who knows? He was a great guy. It was a lot of fun. Great job. <laughs> well, that's all I had on yeah. 13, but I have tons of other numbers. Do you? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, let's, let's go with some more. What else do you have? So we've got the number 12. What about which is 12? huge in a lot of cultures? So the number twelve, uh, it was really important in uh, ancient Greek religion. Uh, that really? there were twelve Olympians um, as the principal gods of the pantheon. They were oh. they were preceded by twelve Titans, and Hercules had to carry out twelve labors. Twelve labors of Hercules. Yes. Yeah. So that twelve was a big deal there. Uh, twelve is a huge deal in Christianity. Uh, we have the 12 apostles. apostles? Yes. Um, you have the 12 sons of Abraham. You have the 12 sons mm. of... Uh, now, this is also uh, Jewish as mm-hmm. well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Hebrew, it, 12 sons who are the progenitors of the 12 tribes of Israel. Wow. Um, yep. And then you got the 12 ap- apostles. And when Judas Iscariot was uh, killed himself, mm-hmm. after he killed mm-hmm. himself, they went and found uh, Matthias to replace him. So they could wow. stay at 12. So there was some importance to that. They have to keep the number. Yeah. And then in Revelation, which is just scattered with numbers. Oh, the man, entire thing. And I've read that thing a couple times, and every time I do, I always forget about 
Yeah. It's hit, crazy. Hit me. How much? And there's uh, the 12 stars um, on the crown of Virgin Mary. Yes. There are uh, 12,000 people sealed from each of the 12 tribes of Israel, which 12 times 12 is 144,000, which if you've just, heard yeah. that number before, that's where that heard. comes from, mm-hmm. 12 by 12. Um, there are 12... Now, this was kind of interesting, which I would love this if this were true. It doesn't mm-hmm. turn out mm-hmm. that... I don't think it turns out that it's true. But there are 12... The 12 jurors on a jury was actually um, in depicted in uh, Aeschylus in the Eumenides uh, somewhere in... With that, with the Greek culture, and the innovation was brought about by goddess Athena, who summons twelve citizens to sit as, sit as a jury. Really, which I thought that was really interesting. If that's yeah. where it came from, but apparently Learned it wasn't anything that was adopted until the tenth century. Really, uh, yeah, was when we started to use twelve people in a jury. Wow. Uh, hmm. The sun god in Hinduism, the sun god Surya has I'm sure I pronounced that wrong. Twelve <laughs> names, uh-huh. uh, and then there are also the twelve petals of the heart chakra. Oh, which I thought that was also interesting because yes. we, you know the heart chakras, the chakras, you know, across a lot of different cultures and yes. faiths, um, and so to have like twelve points, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I like that. Odin uh, had twelve sons. Uh, wow. O- Odin, the Norse god, mm-hmm. uh, King Arthur of King Arthur legend. The they uh, subdued. Wait, Arthur is said to have subdued twelve rebel princes to win twelve great battles. Against the Saxon invaders, really, and of course King Arthur would have numbers signifying something in his sure because of the relationship there. Yeah, Europe, Christianity, and all kinds of a little bit of pagan stuff too. It's very interesting how that all melds together. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I love the the the, yeah twelve. I thought was was a pretty interesting one. But they almost all seem to be in increments of three, other than thirteen. Yeah, what is it about the odd? It's like the prime numbers. It's like a lot of you know, they're them and themselves, you know, one and themselves. So yeah. there's, there's power to numbers, which is I always thought that, you know, I always thought the universe has to be ordered because everything's explained by mathematics. Well, a lot of people look at the at the universe, galaxies, solar systems as just giant clocks. Yeah. Because that's kind of what they are. Which then takes me to numerology. Yes. You know, because people, there are people who order their lives based on numerology. They order their businesses based on numerology, their decisions. And they will, they, Ronald Reagan had a, I think it was a numerologist who worked for him and Nancy because the importance of dates and doing stuff on the right days to them makes all the difference. So it's something that I never really got into, but I am shocked by the number of businesses that will do specific release dates based on numerology to increase success, which is just an odd thing to do. Because when I make a decision, I'm just, I don't look at that. No. You know? I just do it, you know, early as possible. Let's get it out. Yeah. But there will be people that will wait. I often wonder if Hollywood will pick dates based on numerology. My guess is they most certainly do. Can you give us a definition of numerology? Like it's just kind of like a breakdown of exactly what that means. Because because I'm yeah. wondering because I mean there are cases in which um, like theatrical releases do have interesting they make interesting choices based on yeah. theatrical releases and I, I think that most of it is a correlation on like finances like so numerology it's actually a really short explanation the branch of knowledge that deals with the occult significance of numbers. Okay. All right. So, you know, some esoteric sort of culty sort of vibes to it. You know, um, your whole life can be determined by the date of your birth. So you put the numbers together and it should affect what kind of person you are. You know, even when you die, whether you're considered suspicious, doubtful, brave, that kind of weird stuff. Interesting. You know, it defines who you are, which I never really, I didn't even look into that. Yeah, I don't know. That that sounds a lot like um, like astrology almost, in the sense where you're being defined by something outside right. of yourself. But this is a little bit different. Other than astrology would be your, the stars. Yes, of course. Effect, yeah. But these numbers, it's kind of weird. I'm kind of looking up. I went to numerology.com because apparently <laughs> somebody has all, the meeting of your birth number. 
Your birthday number is one of your core numbers, the five most influential numbers in your personal numerology. My guess is it's the date of your birth, the month, and then the year. It's kind of weird. Hmm. It's simple to calculate it. Uh, date of your birth. Uh, here, I'm looking that up now. So, hmm. All that matters is one single or double-digit number defines the special talents that make up who you are. Just look up the date of your birthday below on their website. And they, they have days. That's either the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th. It's kind of creepy. I was born on the 9th. Or 2nd. I was born on the 2nd. I'm sorry. I don't remember my own birthday. <laughs> when you get to my age, you just kind of ignore it. Apparently, you are sensitive and diplomatic, and you are a warm demeanor is a strength of yours when dealing with or mediating others. Your intuition is strong, tapping into your inner thoughts and those around you. I never read these things where it's like, you're an awful person who doesn't <laughs> like to do things. You know, there's always kind of and positive. Then, but the, those exist. You just haven't hit them. And that person is like, <laughs> oh, man, they nailed it. Right. I am a terrible person. Right. I am just afraid of Friday the 13th man, and I everything. I wish I hadn't been born on this day. day right. Man, maybe I would have turned out determined better. by numbers. Yeah. It's like a lifelong waking up on the wrong side of the bed sort of deal. Just, yeah. You're stuck with it forever. Yeah. I don't, it's unfortunate. It is. It doesn't seem like something I'd be into. <sighs> Anything else on the old crazy number system? Well, I mean, like going back to the three, going back to three, yeah. three is like almost a huge thing across the board. Yeah. Of like almost every religion. Three. Yes. So there are many that have like either triple deities or mm. a trinity. So oh, like, yes, yes. The Hindu uh, Trimurti, I'm sure I'm pronouncing it yeah. wrong. The Hindu tri Tridevi, so I apologize, everybody. Three jewels of Buddhism, three pure ones of Taoism, Christian Holy Trinity, and yes. then the triple goddess of Wicca. Really? Yes. I didn't know Wicca had a triple goddess. Yeah. That shows you what I know. And then, of course, you've got, uh, and then like Christianity just takes the number three and just runs with it more than it does 12 and 13. Um, really? Uh, in particular in the New Testament. Mm. And the ministry of Jesus lasted approximately three years. Mm. Um, the, uh, when he was in the garden, he uh, asked, for, uh, asked three times um, for a chalice to be put on his lips. Uh, Jesus rose from the dead on the third day after his death. The, um, mm. the evil, or the evil, the devil tempted him three times in mm. the desert. Uh, St. Peter denied him three times. Mm. Um, though there were three wise men that brought him gifts when <laughs> right. he was born. Uh, and then, uh, Paul was a, um, was blinded for three days before he became a Christian. After he saw Jesus, he was blinded for three days. Wow. And then became a Christian after those three days. Three is all over the place. Yeah. Even, uh, if you've ever done sales, they will tell you that it's never no until they tell you three times. Oh, yeah, like, like car salesmen have told me that. It's not a no until they tell you three times that it's a no. And I wonder why that is. Interesting. I wonder what the psychology now, of three is there. Is it three different instances of no, or can they be like, no, no, no? And what, like, does that count? Or is it, it's no, 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 as far and as then an inst it. another instance? Right. Yeah. Where okay. You, it's well. like, will you buy this? No. <laughs> will you buy this? No. Will you buy this? No. What if, I, say, what if I drop two no's on the second no? On no, the second set no, of no's? No. No, that's still that's one like, instance. Oh, okay. That's not going right, to stop okay. a salesperson. No, that's, well, you're right. Have you that's been like around a, a car salesman? I've been around a lot of salesmen. I don't know. Salesmen? I just said salesmen. Sales peoples, dude. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the problem. That's where you, <laughs> <laughs> you're learning. <laughs> um, number seven is big. Um, it's, oh, yeah. it's represented lucky as the number. perfect number and mm -hmm. the lucky number, uh, we, the, the, which goes as far back as the beginning of mm -hmm. Judaism and Christianity in regards to uh, God created mm -hmm. the earth have and the universe in seven days. Um, and then on the opposite side of that, the number 666, which oh, of yes. course we have to bring that. The mark of the beast, as yes. it were. Good old Revelation drops that one Satan. on <laughs> Interesting song. It sounds like you were singing there. Oh. Have you heard that one? Oh, no, I have not. That's a tech song, techno song. Satan! Satan! Yeah, just like that. <laughs> that doesn't sound like something that you'd want to turn on. Not like for the kids on the car ride to school. <laughs> Who wants to listen to this one? Woohoo! It's a sing-along version. <laughs> right. Dad, play my favorite song. It's Satan! <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> but that is basically what I have on numbers. 
And then uh, I've got my movie list. All right. So numbers. hit us with your movie list for numbers. Okay. Because I've got a few I think you're going to mention. I can't wait to hear it. Uh-oh. Let's, hopefully I don't miss any. Now, I, right. now I don't, I don't want to throw you for a loop, okay? okay this not. one's a little bit of a stretch. Uh, Friday the 13th uh-huh. might be a good one. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's like the standard. Okay. We talked about this one when yes. we started. Oh, 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 we did? Oh, we okay. Did. You remember? Oh, I'm I sorry. Forgot. Okay. I forgot. Well, I, I, forgot. Thought I, I thought I'd surprise you with that one. Friday the 13th <sighs> uh, you know, franchise. I thought, yeah. Okay. Now, you can, now I think, me, uh, you. I mean, you've probably got, what, like 12 movies to choose from at this point? From that franchise? Yes. Oh, my gosh. There's so I don't many. No, right. It's ridiculous just, number. Because like, if you're including the remakes. Money. Yeah. So now that one, it's uh, the first one, the first one and the mm-hmm. second one. Mm-hmm. Maybe the third one's pretty good. Yeah. The, the remake was all right. You're getting into some pretty uh, heavy, you better be a big horror fan to get into the rest of them. And maybe even go like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 route mm-hmm. and just make fun of it the whole time. Okay. Because they get pretty dark or uh, pretty lame. So, I mean, they're great. I mean, they're all great. That's what I meant. They're all fantastic. They're all great. We would now, love them to sponsor us. <laughs> the, now, as far as uh, movies based around, horror movies based around the number mm-hmm. 13, mm-hmm. that's kind of it. I mean, you might be able to track down some garbage. Yeah, there might be some campy stuff out there, some B-roll mm, stuff. Probably not worth watching. Now, there are some others that are based around numbers, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. I'm so I'm so sorry. I forgot what? this one. What? This one is based around 13. 13 Ghosts. 13 Ghosts. Dude, I haven't heard that title in forever. Right? Now, as a horror fan, I have to admit my mm-hmm. own fault. I have mm-hmm. not seen the original. That's from like the... 30s? 50s, yeah, 30s, no, 40s, 50s. 30s. It was not a silent film. No, it wasn't silent. Okay, so it's got to be the 50s. 50s, I think. Black and white? Yeah. yeah. I have not seen it. I have, however, seen the remake many times, and I, for one, like it. Now, apparently, that's a guilty pleasure movie. Mm. 13 Ghosts? <laughs> yes, with uh, Tony Shalhoub. It's almost a horror comedy in parts. Which I kind of like those sometimes. I appreciate yeah. a good horror comedy. Oh, me too. Movie. I love them. And the if for those that are not in the know, the mm-hmm. movie is kind of based around a this wealthy man who whose life work life's work was to find these thirteen ghosts and contain them inside of his house. Oh yes. And then he supposedly dies and he his nephew or something, mm-hmm. Tony Shalhoub, inherits this place. Um and then you learn more about why he caught these 13 ghosts and each of the 13 ghosts has a different way that it died and then therefore That's, some different yes. unfinished business that like helped them develop there, yeah. this persona and it like the way that they the the special effects work and the creature the, i don't know you don't call it creature design mm-hmm. of the ghosts is really interesting like each one is very unique yeah and it's a lot of fun there's a list of them. the firstborn son the torso yes the bound woman the withered lover the Torn Prince, the Angry Princess, the Pilgrimess, the Great Child, the Dire Mother, the Hammer, the Jackal, and the Juggernaut. Yes. I love that. The Hammer, the j- the Jackal, and the Juggernaut are the coolest ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's some good stuff. That's a good movie. It's a fun one. Um, so that one you could watch on Friday the 13th sure. if you're not looking to, if yeah. you're looking to skip a slasher. It's a little something different. Um, the number 23 with Jim Carrey. Uh, doing one of his serious roles. Number 23? Yes. I don't recall this one. It's a man that's obsessed with the number 23. As really? it turns out. Yes. Um, it's uh, it's okay. It's it's not the, it his best movie. Yeah. Okay. It's like kind of a horror thriller. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just looked Psychological thriller. Yeah, he. I remember this. It was short. It didn't get a lot of play. No, it didn't. It's not the best movie ever. But hey, you know, there you go. It's a... Yeah. Unsettling movie. Got around a number. 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Woo, that sounds about right. <laughs> Jim Carrey has done better work. Yes. Um, 1408, 1408, which is based that. on the Stephen King uh, story. And it's got Samuel Jackson and uh, John Cusack. And it's John Cusack's like a writer um, or a journalist that yes. decides to go into this haunted room, 1408. Now, yes. obviously, if you were paying attention earlier, the hotels have skip 13th floor. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you're on, if you're in room 1408, that's the third, you're in the 13th, you're on the 13th floor. So this is 13th floor uh, stuff. So I guess that is another number 13 mm-hmm. one. I'm sorry. No, but it, it tricks me because it's, it's 1408. That's what we're here for. <laughs> um, but yes, it's just a, basically about a haunted hotel room. Four different endings to that film. That sounds about right. 1408. Wow. Yeah. It, well, the endings start about halfway through the movie. Really? You think he's getting out 14 times. I don't know. That sounds about right. Yeesh. It's been a while since I've seen it. <laughs> um, 31, which was a Rob Zombie movie. 
that uh, dude makes some weird. Yes, he does, and uh, very disturbing. And yes, yeah, just, I, uh, yeah, he's he, he's a weird cat. Yeah, but, this yeah. one's about a group of carnival worker, workers who are held hostage in a massive, dilapidated labyrinth. No. And forced to play a game in which they must survive 12 hours against a throng of murderous maniacs dressed as clowns. Everything about that statement you just said is terrifying. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's, I actually was fairly entertained by that movie. His own wife was in that movie. She's in almost all of his movies. I think all of them. Actually. Sherry Moon, right? Yep. Oh, my. Um, then the last one, which is not a horror movie, it's more of like a psychological drama thriller, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is Pie, if you've Pie. heard of that. So yes. a man obsesses over... The number of pi. pi. 3.14, yes. whatever that may be forever, which I don't know. Yes. Yes. And uh, it was directed by Darren Aronofsky. It's one of his first films. Really? Yes. And uh, for those who are uh, unaware of his work, he did Requiem for a Dream, Black mm-hmm. Swan, and Mother. The Black Swan is what I remember him from. That's the big one. Which That's was the another one I think he won the most really for. weird sort of movie. I mean, that one yeah. kind of grabs you. Dude's dark. Dark. So I've got some more. Now, these are horror movies that have numbers involved in them, but it wasn't based around numbers mm-hmm. like some of the other ones were so uh the ring you're dying seven days that's right i forgot uh, someone um, else has to see it the amityville yeah. horror uh the this isn't necessarily a number but more of a time but 3 yeah. 15 a.m was every time that the like Ghosts the haunting up. would happen right. which is when the murder occurred before they moved oh, into the house the house is still for sale and then of course you've got 666 which the omen the exorcist rosemary's oh, baby i keep all of those that. yeah now, the, there are movies that have 666 in their title, yeah, but they're garbage, so don't watch them. Yeah. Um, if you've got to use the title to get to grab people's attention, your movie's probably not good enough. Yeah, it's called Weak Writing. <laughs> so now I will finish outside of horror mm. with movies that have the number 13 in the title. Fantastic. So 13th Warrior with Antonio Banderas. Banderas. great flick. Yes, I, I enjoy that, that one. Me know. too. It does not get a good rap, but I no. think that movie is fun. Yeah, I mean, it makes you think there's all of this mysticism and, and crazy magic that goes on, and it just turns out it's a bunch of, you know, pagan-like. Yeah, it's awesome. people. Yes, it's got it a very a Beowulf. Movie. It's like based yes. off the tale of Beowulf. Yeah, and it's, I it's enjoyed very it very yeah. much so. Um, 13th Floor is a great sci-fi flick um, about... Oh boy! If foot, remind me, this is this is one where I don't I don't know if I want to ruin it. It's been out. Go for it. It's the nineties. Okay, it. it was uh, it was about virtual realities essentially. <gasps> it was kind of like right. right around the time mm-hmm. as the Matrix. I think mm-hmm. it actually came out a little mm-hmm. bit before the Matrix, and it's basically about a guy that's investigating some scenario, something that happens, mm-hmm. and he finds out that he's a part of, of a virtual world. Oh, creepy. And he's an NPC. Like, he's just this non-playable character <laughs> that people would inhabit. Like, yeah. they, they would, he would have his body taken over and not know it. And other people would have their bodies taken over. So murders and all of these terrible things that happen in the virtual yes. world are people fulfilling their dark fantasies outside of That is kind the world. of it's, awful. Yeah. It is a terribly dark movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's a good kinda one. Kind of like The Matrix before The Matrix. Yeah. And I think that the whole point of it was that they were talking about... I think there were discussions of the people that created their world of shutting it down because they were creating a world inside right. of their world, not knowing that they were in a world. It's just, yes. just kind of this funnel. Yeah. And it had some actually, it had Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised. I always go back and I, I see him and stuff and I keep forgetting. I'm like, man, he's, he's so been in stuff. so many movies. He's a great actor too. He is. He's a fantastic actor. I appreciate his work. That's yeah. why I was looking this up. I'm like, we have to call that out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, this one is probably like one of a very good definitive biopic mm-hmm. on why 13 is unlucky. Okay. Apollo 13. You're the 13th Apollo, and you can't quite make it to the moon. That's right. Houston? Yes. We have a problem. Oh, of course. Well, oh, that's gosh. the line, isn't it? Right. Didn't it take off in like the 13th hour? Did it really? Or the 13th minute. There was all these 13s that kept showing Why would up. you do that? I don't know. <laughs> what was NASA thinking? I mean, it... Was it like a sacrifice? <laughs> you know, was they somebody like, they, well, the they, altar <laughs> is talking to us and we must launch on the 13th hour of the 13th minute of the 13th day. What, was it the was it the pilot or whatever? I don't know if you would call him a pilot, but the pilot that, that got sick and didn't make it. Yeah. And so when they were, uh, when he wasn't able to go, they were right. like, well, this thing's screwed anyway, so right. we might as well just. Just send it on the, 13. Yep. <laughs> Imagine what he was thinking. Like, hey, 
Dodged <laughs> a bullet there. Oh man. oh, man. It's a good thing Kevin Bacon took my place. Right. <laughs> uh, that was a great cast. Tom Hanks. Oh, my gosh. That's was why it Gary Sinise? Yes. Yeah. And then uh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin oh, Bacon. my God. Talk about just a fantastic movie. And it's the story of them actually getting them back. Oh, then Ed Harris. Ed Harris, of course. Ed Harris, yeah. yes, because he was in the Flight Ed, Control. Yeah. Yeah, that was an amazing story. It's such a good movie. I mean, they sent it on some of the worst timing ever, but then they get them back. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's got to be some It, it next feels like stuff. a sci-fi movie. Yeah, it does. With how crazy that is. One oh, could so remake good. that into a movie in the future. You know what I mean? You yeah. could just rewrite that with a different script and stuff like that. Put it in any scenario and it'd still work. No matter what. Oh, yeah. It's Fantastic. great. Yeah. This last one, I thought this was such a great little tidbit. Which was? The number 13. The number 13. Which you may have not heard of this because it's not a real movie. What? It was Hitchcock's first attempt at filmmaking. You're and kidding. it fell through. It never got completed. And people can't find the footage anywhere. And I just thought it was crazy that it was the movie, his first movie, yeah. Hitchcock, of yeah. all people. Alfred yeah. Hitchcock, first movie was called The Number 13, which just sounds... Just like Creepy. something Hitchcock would do. Right. And it doesn't get made. That just sounds right. perfect. I, yes. I wonder if it's really sitting somewhere in a vault owned by a, a, a somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. I should have wrote down the name. There was another movie that they've been looking for, which I guess was completed, mm-hmm. uh, that they also can't find. But they've, oh. there are people out there that are looking for footage from both of these movies. Mm. And there were, few, there were a handful of scenes that were shot of the 13th or the number 13 that they just can't, they can't find it anywhere in the, uh, I think it was the main actress in it. She actually helped to fund that movie. She really? tried to put in a lot of her own money, money? to back up Hitchcock mm-hmm. and Hitchcock was so thankful and grateful for it. He put her in almost all of his other movies when he hit it, it big. You, not everybody's famous to start. Yeah. You know, Cause everyone think, you know, the birds, Alfred Hitchcock. I mean, yeah. That's the one that everybody has seen. Yeah. The guy is like a master of scaring you through light and shadow. Yeah. The way I described him. But everybody has a start. Even his first one was, maybe it was so unlucky. Yeah. The magic of the number 13. <laughs> God, I love it. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's awesome. Well, thank you for all of that. I yeah. love when you drop the horror movies on the subjects that we do. It just shows you how much our culture likes to incorporate um, superstition into what we do and the power of numbers. So Yeah. Solid list, man. Oh, thank you. That's it. That's what we got. That's the whole enchilada today. That is. That is. That's everything. Yeah. Guys, we'd like to thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Paranormal Past podcast. I would like to thank everyone who helps make this possible, starting with the man who sits next to me, who actually does most of the research and all of the actual work here, (laughs) Dalton Van Hooser. Oh, you're welcome. You are. Without you, this wouldn't happen. And I mean that. I'm just a talking (laughs) head that keeps things flowing. I'd also like to thank our producer, Lamar Clark, who is currently headed back home because he, quote, forgot something. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've all, we've heard that story before. Yeah. I'd also like to thank Pin Business Network for letting us have this wonderful studio and doing the things that we do. I'd also like to thank ourcommunitynow.com for hosting and putting our stuff up and sharing it around everything that we do. Do find us on YouTube. Ring that bell. We do need us. So we do do a short segment of what you're listening to now there, which is all the wonderful highlights of what we do in this podcast. I'm Josh Hammerling. This is Dalton Vaders. And this is the Paranormal Podcast, the Paranormal Past Podcast, saying thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you soon. See you.